The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Five hundred Quindex fund is up ten points. Full weight faith bonds are the most secure asset. <sighs> yeah, when oozes fly. I'm saying to the guy, if he thinks he's getting a clipped quin for that basic junk, he's got another thing coming. Mm-hmm. Hey, Asterix! Don't let me catch you near those craft services. <laughs> Am I right? <coughs> hey, Sivandeth! Why the long face? Oh, you didn't hear. Oh, sorry, man, no time. Catch me up on the commercial break. Cutting it a little close, eh, my lord? You know, Perry, life's too short not to take your time. Sure, man. Glad you had a good morning. Keep that feeling in your heart for the next minute or so. Ha! <laughs> Why? Bad news this morning? You're, uh... You're on it, then. Getting on me about punctuality, but the mechanical marvel's not even here yet. Yeah. Sorry, man. Sorry? Sorry about what? Barry? Where's Paige? <sighs> Live in five... Four... Three... No. In a world without joy. No, 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 no. Without hope. Please don't do this. Without the cream at the top of whatever the cream is supposed to rise to. This isn't happening. You're dreaming, Warren. Just wake yourself up and get to work. You've just overslept. One man is destined to bust guts, butts, and nuts all over the news. I'll quit. I swear to the lords above and below, to the hidden lords themselves, I'll take the oath of the stone throats. Not this. Dick Bradley! Hello and welcome back to EXPN The Experience, your only source for up-to-the-minute coverage of the League of Ultimate Questing. I'm the host who can boast the most holes in his chest, Dirk the Stabbed B-Rad. And I... quit.
The battle standard lies defeated, as the fallow crown basks in the glory of their victory. One of their number struggles to celebrate. For gathered in the corner of the great hall of the casino of Aheshka is a shadow deeper than all the rest. As he turns his severed head at his hip to stare into that blackest reach, Gaspar Elifnot can almost make out a faint silhouette. Dead eyes strain to pick out the shape of a man as a whisper brushes past a phantom ear. Fetch Killian. Room 2054. As he walks, the only sound in this great hall is the click of his boots. For a moment, he loses eye contact with the shadow, and it is gone. Yet something remains in its place. On the carpeted floor, a small parcel. Brown paper folded neatly over a wooden box. Inside, a crystal key, a slip of paper, and a black steel ring. As the cold steel slides over a gloved finger, a chill washes over Gaspar. He is gone from this world passed into the far ether. Shadows and impressions of the warm world of the material still surround him. He is, of course, not so deep in that other place that he should lose sight of his quarry. Just enough. A short walk, a mechanical lift. Freshly scuffed riding boots carry a shadow across the light, until dirty pink numbers glow two, zero, five, and four in the gray flesh of the ether. Gloved hands reach for a lockpick before producing a crystal key. The door gives way easily enough and closes with a gentle click. There sits a plain man in tunic and breeches, his face obscured by a minimalist mask of an arctic fox. Its smooth white contours shift on the face of its wearer as he speaks. We knew you would come. No more words. Panicked eyes scan the room for some sign, a shimmer, a whisper, some proof of the death that approaches, only silence and shadow. You do not roll for initiative. You do not tally your damage. Murder, after all, is not a game. Enchanted manacles click like insects as they close around the wrists of Gaspar Elifnot. A detective of the Zenithal Guard steps forward from the throng of other officers. He is not unlike a gorilla in his general shape. His ebon face creased with long years his steel-gray fur silvering. His eyes, however, are cobalt blue and bright, so much brighter and sharper than most. I am Detective Kehinde Adisa. I can take it from here, Alfberg. He steps forward and takes Gaspar by his manacled hands. Gaspar Elefnot, you are under arrest for the murder of Fetchkillian. Please disclose the location of all weapons on your person. As a card-carrying member of the Adventurers Guild, you are entitled to guild representation. If your criminal action was taken under the assigned quest, you may remain silent until a guild barrister is available to disclose quest details. All spells and spell-like abilities will be suppressed and weapons and gear confiscated until your release, conditional upon finding of innocence. This power for violation of the rights and privileges of guild members is vested by the Satellite City of Zenith and the Justice for Villainy Act, and is contingent upon your acknowledgement of the rights contained therein. Have you read and do you acknowledge your rights as a guild member, or do you wish to forfeit those rights for those of a non-adventuring citizen. Silence is assumed to be an affirmation. I will acknowledge my rights. Good. But, but he, what does this mean? Wait, where, wait, hold on, we, we just got you back. The caller begins its slow descent back to the battle center. You killed someone, Gaspar. I guess you, I don't expect you to answer that. He did say that he left to do a job. 
Didn't we all kill someone? It's part of our job, yes. I mean, thwarting evil usually comes down to ending someone's life when you get into the Axis. And otherwise. Have we been in trouble this whole time? Are we a penal crew? <laughs> mm. No. <laughs> no, Woos. Um, and I'm, I'm sure whatever Gaspar did, it will blow over. If he did anything... Did you say they took me away already? No. No, no, okay. You're standing in the room with them. <laughs> Gasper, uh, blink if you did something. <laughs> <laughs> I guess blink. <laughs> <laughs> the esophagus just like. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Puckering throat meat. <laughs> Look, you know nothing, you say nothing. It's never been hard for me. Except for the say nothing part. <laughs> If this takes a while, is there anything you need us to do, Gaspar? Water your plants? Uh, just don't go into my room. Oh, right. That's where the evidence is. Oh. <laughs> no, I've just seen what you've done to other people's rooms. Kehinde seems to have a practiced silence and uh, almost indifference about him. But it's clear he's listening to everything you've said. Gaspar, is it all right if I enter your room to grab that book that I loaned you? I think at this moment, the only talking I'll do is with my legal counsel. This is a whole new aspect of the League that I wasn't prepared to deal with so soon. I can be your legal counsel. I've never done it before, but it sounds like fun. I look at the detective. This man is not my legal counsel. I figured. Master of maritime law. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Wusha. So right, doesn't hurt to offer. It it could. <laughs> <laughs> the caller comes to its destination, and the doors open. The caller director approaches you and collects all of your rewards for examination before they'll be returned to you. Should we go with Gaspar? That is not permitted. Can we see him soon? You will be notified. Oh, good. More waiting. My favorite. He begins pushing Gaspar along gently at first, but a little more firmly when he realizes there's a little bit of resistance. I ain't never left a man behind. I'll come back for you. Just wait for the notification. I'll wait for you. When notified. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, Wusha. Gaspar is good at disappearing, but equally good at getting out of tight places. I hope so. I, uh... I can't help but think, though, we just had all our goods taken from us, and then we had Gasper taken from us. Does that mean he's a good? (laughs) I've never known him to be described that way. No. Don't worry. We will see all of them returned to us in time. You are all used to having Rain there to greet you at the end of your quests, but she is nowhere to be found. This is a very strange exodus from the Axis, not like any before, and hopefully the last of its kind. Uh, looking to the caller director. I suppose you'd like us to get out of your hair. I do not have hair. Well, neither do I, which is why I thought it would be a acceptable joke between the two of us. Thank you. <laughs> Wee. <laughs> <laughs> Please leave. Yes, sir. Uh, by all the gods and all the cosmos, I think I need some medicine. Penny looks down to her golden arm, now fused with her shield. (laughs) Me too. I can't seem to 
unsummon this at the moment. Right, yes. It's all still a blur. Also, we drank a lot right before we left. <laughs> Wuxia's going to look over and say, that was a lot? Those halflings know how to put it away even when they're dead. <laughs> was good. It was many things, and good is one of them, yes. <sighs> That's a good point. I might lay down for a while first. Don't go swimming. You'll sink like a stone. <laughs> Apparently, I can't drink like Old Penny. Wuxia is going to look panicked when you say don't go swimming. <laughs> not not you, Wuxia. <laughs> he floats like a bloated corpse. <laughs> Always and forever. I don't sink. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Weak. Yep. <laughs> Wuxia will give one sort of like last lingering glance to the direction that Gaspar was taken off and then head off with everybody else. I'm sure they have nothing on him. We hope so. You find yourselves back in the Fallow Crown's apartments. Gaspar's unwilling disappearance has cast a pall on the space, but you are there and you are free to relax. I was almost anticipating him being here waiting for us. Wouldn't that have been nice? That would be very impressive. You get used to these things dealing with Gaspar. So it seems. I wouldn't put it past him, but I'm sure there's some paperwork to do. Penny is going to go and grab a chair and pull it up kind of near the couch so that she can recline on the couch and place her big, heavy golden arm on that chair. Well, uh, we all need to rest in some fashion, but uh, before I turn in, I'm going to take out Opus tickle him under his book chin <laughs> until he opens and unfurls and uh, pulling a quill pen off of my necklace, I take some sketches of the arm um, that is attached to Penny and make some minor notes in arcane runes. Be like, ah, something to look over later. I'm so, so very tired. Wuxia is going to sit in a recliner backwards like a cool teacher recliner you heard me did you just will Riker a lazy boy yes i did avos <laughs> as you head to your room you walk past Hal's, and for a moment you pay no attention to the fact that the door is ajar and that there are sounds coming from inside <laughs> i'm going to go dead quiet and peer through the ajar crack you hear the roar of a crowd as Hal is sitting on his futon playing Dirk Bradley's LUQ Blitz 4K22. <laughs> <laughs> and you notice Hal looks a bit different. There is stubble growing on his face. His hair has gotten longer, more sun bleached. And all of his tattoos look like they have been burned into his skin. You don't remember getting in the cab or getting through a ring gate. You don't remember telling them to take you to the Hall of Legends. But as your boots click on the marble floors and echo across the statues of the giants that came before, you realize this is exactly where you need to be. How walks the main corridor of the Hall of Legends? Past statues of the greats. He passes a stricken down statue of a paladin whose name has been scrubbed from the records. An orcish rogue 
holding a blade with a wicked and electrifying smile, and many more besides. Eventually, he begins to see familiar faces. Legends still living, though not all continue to quest. And he stops in front of a plinth, which bears his name, Halifon Orison. He looks up into the face of his father and takes a knee. Hal draws the chivalric edge, planting it in the ground before him with his hand on the handle. My commitment is unflinching. I will not hesitate to do what needs to be done in the face of adversity. I shall uphold the rules of the League. Structure is the wall that separates competition from conflict. I am part of my team and one with my team. Together we are greater than the sum of our parts. It is not enough to be good. I will strive to be the greatest. It is not enough to follow the playbook. I will change the game. Serve the League in valor and faith. And my sword lights up. Mm. Almost accidentally creating a thaumaturgy. I almost just goes, Halifon! The echoes through the apartment, opening the windows and slamming ajar doors, including your own bedroom door. You close the door in your own face. <laughs> <laughs> Losing control of his magic for just a moment. Immediately swinging it back open. You all hear this. <laughs> Like a PA. You hear the word Halifon in Iovis' voice. <laughs> where have you... I mean, I know where you've been, but how have you... Uh, you're, you're back. Uh, yeah, I am. And uh, I take it from the uh, windows and doors rattling that you must also be back. You weren't here when I got back, so I just figured I'd, you know, settle in. We were in the battle axis. Ah, uh, yeah, that, that makes sense. Why? Why didn't you tell us you'd be leaving so soon, out of nowhere? Well, I wasn't quite sure exactly when I was going to be leaving. I just knew it was going to be, you know, soonish. Uh, turned out it was a lot soonisher than I thought it was going to be. But I, you know, the mum works in mysterious ways sometimes. And you couldn't have sent us a message, anything? Well, I, 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 I did leave you a message. How, how and where? What? Where's Penny? Didn't uh, didn't you check? How I'm gonna grab you by the shoulders as I walk in your room, and it starts to look like I'm trying to like hold back a hug, but I'm actually being very serious. Penny's changed. Penny's not the Penny you left behind. Something at the press conference, one of the weapons that those dark fae used, it almost killed her, and she had to make a choice to stay alive, and it shifted her plurality to something different. You must be prepared for this. She's still a member of the team. She's stronger now. Different, though. Right. Okay. And as far as I can tell, it's still Penelope. But, uh, well, I'll let you see for yourself. And I drag Hal out of his room, probably like in his boxers and a tank top or something. I mean, that's pretty standard. Everyone, Hal's returned. Wuxia is riding the recliner he knocked over when he suddenly stood up from sitting in it the wrong way, trying to make sure he didn't break anything and look over and says, Alephone Orson Jr. That's not the penny that's changed. That's Wuxia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, are, what is Wuxia? 
Wuxia is a towering moist colossus. He is blue-gray in color and swollen like a corpse left in the sea for too long. Okay. He's got a peg leg encrusted with barnacles and sea life, big smile on his face and sharp teeth throughout his skull. He when you is, say throughout, do you mean like they're just poking out of random places? Or? I should say sharp, sharp teeth along his jaws. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's Some got, aren't his. They're left from old conflict. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, don't worry about the teeth. Uh, <laughs> it's going to get toothy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a Goliath. A okay. big wet Goliath. He's a drowned okay. Goliath. Yeah. Okay. Hal looks over at Wusha and Iavos is probably a little surprised to hear Hal say, Wusha, Goliath, Brownotyug. An auspicious team name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> three, three seasons ago, you got passed over in the drift. Right, they thought I'd only be good on a boat. I look at you being drowned. I think they misjudged you. Thank you. See, no one listens to me. Or at least the officials didn't. I look at Iavos. Makes sense. Might not have been my first pick for the team, but it's a good play. If you were here, you wouldn't have had any more say in it than we did. But we're very happy with Wusha. He's proven himself many times. As I finish dragging Hal into the living room to fully meet Wusha and approach where Penny is reclining, resting her very heavy arm. He said he's left us messages and, my God, you've, you've changed, Hal. You look like looking at your tattoos. You've, you've changed. Seems everyone has. I couldn't have put that better myself. As Hal enters the living room, Penny stands from the couch, cradling a left arm that's been transfigured into gold and is not moving. It is currently fused to her shield. But that's possibly the least different thing about this Penny. Because you, Hal, the last time you saw her, she was five foot eight, with small two-pointed antlers. This penny looks completely different. She's six feet tall, with a crown of six points. She's built like an Amazon. She's built like a warrior. And her face is different. Her eyes are different. You know, from the moment you lay eyes on her, that this is not the penny you left behind. It's nice to meet you. And, uh, I have those, and while everyone's here, everyone but Gaspar, I've been thinking about a new name. She looks to Wusha. I would like it if all of you called me Pen, because that's what Wusha called me. But it's not short for Penelope. It's short for Pentecost. Oh, I understand, and... I will respect this. Hal, you said you wanted to see Pen. Well, here she is. Uh, yeah. Um, when you got uh, reincarnated, uh, did you lose out on Penny's memories? In a way. The Penny you knew. In the conference, she suffered what turned out to be a mortal wound. But while I don't have her memories, Arsenicos, 
and she bangs on the shield, was with her the entire time. And I have his memories. Okay. That makes a certain amount of sense. Am I speaking to Penn or to Arsenicos right now? Hal looks back and forth between Penny's eyes and the shield, not quite sure where to fixate his gaze. (laughs) The shield is just a tool, Hal. You look upon us both, for we are something new. We are an amalgamation of the plural you knew and the plural that was bound to her. Right. Very well. Well, that's a lot to take in. Uh, Is it safe to assume, then, that you didn't file my leave of absence paperwork? It was handled. Uh, Rain said that she took care of it. Oh, well, that's good, because I did actually fill that out, and I told Penny where to find it, but it sounds like you never checked your messages. What messages? Come with me. I go upstairs to Penny's room, where the dancing machine is. Wait, wait, don't go in there! (laughs) We open the door. Oh, no. The room inside, which was once a nice, kind of grassy glade-looking area. Oh, no. Appears like it has barely survived the worst of a flash flood. (laughs) The grass at the bottom is sodden and murky, All of the dirt that would be underneath that has made the water go brown and filled with silt. The walls, which have, you know, colors on them and and trees on them are running like the paint has gotten wet and hasn't gotten a chance to dry. There are tiny creatures crawling around. There are piles of discarded clothing, sitting places. The room is a fucking disaster it now produces green or black mana (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna clean it up i promise (sighs) well this explains a bit as well then so that's what that smell has been this whole time (laughs) i did tell you to do whatever you wanted with it to feel at home do we need to build our apartment hal wades into the room and kind of (laughs) digs around in the muck for a bit before removing a small one-foot-tall bronze statuette and setting it on top of a piece of floating jetsam. (laughs) And motions for Penny to come over. Uh, If you haven't been in here, then this probably wouldn't have activated since you were the attuned owner. But I, I promise I did leave you a message. How do you play messages on it? Uh, you're attuned to it, so it it will just when you get within a certain radius, it will play back messages that you have. Penicos approaches the dancing machine. As you do, it seems to acknowledge you. After finishing its little curtsy, the statuette of the dancer begins to jump on its feet, twirling an arm above its head as it rides the pony, <laughs> and a message begins to play. Penny. If you hear this, I probably got summoned. Mama drama. Really sorry. Crown will be okay. You've grown so much. Don't die in excess. Forgot. The papers for my slaycation are on my disc. They get mad if you don't file. Signed them all. Rain knows which matter. Probably. 
good one, Rusticles. I mean it. Consider this my two weeks' notice. But I'm back. I noticed. But I thought, you know, we were buds. Pals. Like Storm and Gip, Ragnar and Vesper, Peanut Butter and Trout. Dirk, I have made it very clear that friendship is a resource that I hold sacred. A fragile treasure to be cradled and nurtured. But like every sex and sugar drunk teen given an egg or bag of flour to simulate parenthood, you've treated that budding treasure like a toddler's action figure. Well loved but deeply abused. So what you're saying is, I just gotta try harder. (sighs) No, Dirk. How are you even back? I was told, nay promised by your clerics, that you would never heal. I went to great lengths to ensure that you had the best care that money could buy, and they all agreed that there was little hope of your return to the labor force. Oh no, I'm still slitched right through the living lumps. See? Good lords, Dirk. Go back to the hospital. Ha! No can do, Rust Bucket. I got a whole new tract, and the little words at the bottom say a no-show is a no-go. I'm in it for life. And I wish you the best in your career and wildly public blood loss. But this is my two weeks' notice. Dirky likes a challenge. Dirk, I watched you cry for 45 minutes because you couldn't open a jar of fermented jelly beans. With these soft little puppy huggers, jars are for real heroes. Besides, I've switched to Dirndl Grinder brand Nasty Snacks. They have a pull top and 20% more sugar than the leading brand. Oh, speaking of which... You go ahead and do the news thing. I have to finger feast this tub of marshmallow fluff, no spoons allowed. No, you don't need to do any of this. You're just doing it to get a rise out of me. Believe me, Russ, there's nothing I want more than to get a rise out of you. To pitch your proverbial tent would launch my love spuds quicker than a fry cook flapping his first jack of the morning. But I gotta do this. It's in the contract. What contract? Dirk, I've read your contract thoroughly, which was terminated when you were hospitalized, by the way. There is nothing in it about smearing yourself with fluffed sugars. See for yourself. Oh, gods, it's so sticky. You didn't have to use both hands, Dirk. You'd think so, but here we are. Right, right. It's in the contract. Well, folks, the news will have to wait, not that it's ever been a top priority here at EXPN, until after I speed read this tacky tome. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. We're about to witness a planar phenomenon, a keyhole between worlds that only marketing can penetrate. Join me as we glimpse into the adverse. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. 
as Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast. Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Some people run through the forest and shoot from afar in the fight. Some people live for a thousand years and cast ancient spells in the night. There's trouble in the old woods, which could be goblins or could be romance, on tonight's very special episode of Feywatch. Hey, all you cuties. Live by the mid-roll, die by the mid-roll. We've had a busy weekend here in the Pacific Northwest with lots of random events and life happenings going on, but we're very excited to move forward in the LUQ story after our fantastic guest DM, Dan Smith, brought us a spooky and fantastic slice of adventure. Once again, please visit Puzzling Package to learn more about the cool games he makes. You've heard me talk about the Patreon many times by now, so I won't bore you to tears with all of that, but it's still the best way to support us. If you have any ideas for new rewards we could easily accommodate for the Patreon, let us know on the Discord. It never hurts to hear some new ideas, and finding new ways to entice cuties to join and reward our already fantastic supporters sounds pretty cool to me. If you want to get mentioned with your legendary team during the mid-roll or make a character to join the show's meta, the highest tiers are the way to do it. Our current teams are the Titans Rise, the Forgotten Legacy, the Ceaseless Horde, and the this week's featured team, the Twilight Concord, with Eerie Lunar Rose, Maisie, Korgoth, and Mike Gordon. To get a personal message read on the show, or for possible advertising opportunities, reach out to admin at slapdashstudios.com. We are currently between P.O. boxes, so please hold off on sending us anything with the old one until you get new information from us regarding that. Follow us on Twitch at Slapdash Streams for Monday Night Live premieres of the LUQ with Dungeon Mistress Dana, random gaming throughout the week, and starting this Wednesday the 8th, the beginning of Undermile, the vanguard below the garden, an epic four-part animal adventure for my friends, and fundraiser for Hazel's House Pet Rescue. Join us at 6 p.m. Pacific time. I'd love to see you there. But that's enough out of me. Let's get you back to the battle axis. Interplanar travel is a marvel of the modern age of fantasy. Travelers and families from all over the multiverse can visit distant worlds, see the sights, and unfold the mysteries of the cosmos, one landscape at a time. Have you traveled the planes recently? If so, you may be at risk. Follow these instructions to find out if you too have peony. Be sure to check yourself for lumps. Palpate and stimulate your genitals, breasts, neck glands, buttocks, earlobes, beaks, thoraxes, Hellmouth, and Stamen. If you find lumps, you have Peeny, the parasitic entity egg nesting infestation. Maybe you used a bathroom that needed cleaning. Maybe you kissed a hot foreign uncle by the poolside. Maybe you slept near a sentient tree. Nobody cares. Get over it, but treat yourself today. To stop the spread of Peeny, simply submerge your entire body, regardless of infected region, into a simple solution of pharmaceutical acid and god milk the milk of the gods. After 72 hours, the peony will have traveled to every corner of your mortal body, seeking a new fleshy district to start a life in, but will eventually run out of energy and simply fade from existence, cursing your name for all time. Nobody cares that you got sloppy on your plaincation. You're not special, but be responsible before your peony spreads to others. This message is brought to you by BITS, the Bureau of Interplanar Travel Safety.
the interior of the jail cell is not unlike the quarantine cells that you were so used to. The only difference is that one wall is entirely made of iron bars. You can feel the magic coursing off of them, though contacting them has resulted in no harm and no apparent spell. This is still probably one of the nicest cells I've ever been in. Maybe the torture comes later? There will be no torture, none at all. Trust me, we've been putting a lot of work into making sure you're taken care of. A thunder of footfalls echo through the hall just outside of your cell, and an Etten appears as if from the shadows, if the place weren't completely well lit. Amenities! Yes, thank you, Thaddeus. I am Yats. This is Thaddeus from the law offices of Thaddeus and Yats. I'm Thaddeus! Yes, thank you, Thaddeus. <laughs> Etten Esquire. Two heads are better than one. I heard the footsteps and was scared it was going to be some sort of disciplinary unit. No, no discipline here. I mean, other than the discipline you've shown in keeping your mouth shut. Commendable! <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> so, how does this whole thing work? Do I get two representatives? This is a little bit tricky. So, because we are Eton, I, you know, I'm not going to get into the details. But what I can tell you is that you uh, have messed up big time. Okay, I just want to get past the fact that I have no head, you have two heads. Balance! <laughs> the irony is not lost upon me. As Thaddeus put it well, balance. Okay, all right, let's get down to business. Fine print! <laughs> so happy about that. I haven't signed anything yet. I'm a notary! <laughs> he is legally a notary. All right, Yachts, what is our strategy? Yachts. Yachts. With R. There's an R there. I am saying Yachts. Yachts. Accents! <laughs> it's hard for me to roll an R without the tongue. That is fair. So, we have contacted some people, your teammates. They are going to be coming down later today to have a little conversation with you. Uh, maybe uh, get your story straight, as they might say. As long as they say nothing, the story will remain straight. That's what I told them. Good. Good strategy already. Fifth! <laughs> A fifth of what? Bleed! <laughs> I don't know what Thaddeus is doing, but I trust both of you completely. Mm. That is probably a good idea. Thaddeus usually does his job when it comes down to it. So, do you have any questions for me? What do you know of their case? What am I actually being charged with? You're being charged with murder. Okay. And here's the interesting thing, because you did it in Kinuant. It's a little bit more complicated. You see, their laws are a little bit more... Uh, vague. What do you mean by because I did it in Kinuant? The murder was committed in Kinuant. Okay, the murder was committed in Kinuant. Who says I did it? They do, I understand. But between you and me, come on. He just stares at you completely level. You understand that here, they cannot hear you. I get it, but you're... Okay. Your mindset is that I am guilty and I would rather our strategy be that I am as innocent as possible. Look, I, if you believe that I am guilty of this, that can't be where your mind is. I understand that you have never been a part of an adventuring trial, so I will forgive you for insulting my intelligence in my career. So allow me to clarify to you that the goal here is not necessarily to prove your innocence. Oh, th then this is going to be a really weird trial. Deal! 
most of the time when you are dealing with places like Inuit, which are loaded with fey, uh, surveillance is a foregone conclusion. Now, whether or not you committed any specific crime is not the issue here. The issue is where you did it, how you did it, and why you did it. Especially because we are dealing with the Fae. You've gotten off a little easier that way. Okay, okay. So, what if we go with uh, the enchantment clause, or the enchantment defense? Can you prove that you were enchanted? I mean, probably not. Yes, especially given the fact that we are inside of Zenith. And inside of Zenith, one of the uh, benefits or problems is that uh, enchantment is impossible to do. Theoretic! (laughs) Now, I've managed to push your trial a considerable distance out, which means it'll be more difficult for them to mount a case. Yeah, I don't believe that much evidence was left. No. You're very good at your job. Now, we're not going to go in there saying that you murdered anybody, obviously. But for these conversations, we have to understand your motivation. Okay. So, what questions do you have for me? Right now, none. I have enough paperwork to do that I don't want to be worrying about your testimony. For now, just relax. Take your time. We are negotiating bail as we speak. Haggling! Wait, what is bail? Bail is a small sum of quintessence in this case that allows you to be on your own recognizance while you are awaiting trial. Hey! I don't think I've ever been in a penal system that had that. No, from what I understand, you come from Abel. It's very definite whether you're going to stay in the jail or not. I imagine dealing with gods is a different story. Ah, your friends are here. They will only be able to see you one at a time. Which one would you like to see first? Whoever's front of the line. I believe that was Halifon Orison. That's where he likes to be. Wait, 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 what? Halifon Orison, one of your teammates, yes? Did he come back because you heard I was in jail? Celebrity! (laughs) Okay, wait. Am I supposed to respond to Thaddeus? Thaddeus? No, please, please don't. If you acknowledge his presence, he'll just keep going. His commandments make me feel things, and I feel like I have to respond to them, but... Empathy! Don't. Thaddeus, please. (laughs) Oh, I see now. It becomes an endless loop. Yes. Now, normally... There is no way for them to scribe on this area or for them to listen about what's going on. All of this is inadmissible, but I will remain present just in case. We have talked about this, Daddy. You do not have to use our arms unless we are in the special space. Do you remember the special space? Itchy! I know, it's very itchy. (laughs) (laughs) Snack! Actually, I could go for a snack. Let's do that. Uh, I'm going to get a sandwich. Uh, would you like to wait on speaking with Hal until after I've come back with my sandwich? Pimento. <laughs> no, you enjoy your pimento. I'll, I, I, you are certain that we are free from divination here? We are. One of the things that I love about this place, this satellite, is how well it was built with, uh, mm, let's say, law in mind. While my number one priority is my freedom... The second is not getting my friends incarcerated as well. Well, don't tell them anything they don't need to know. I never do. He turns and starts walking out. As he does, you see one of his legs start to move in a different direction than the other, which he then wrestles back into place. After the door closes, a few moments later, it opens again. And through it walks Halifon Orison. Welcome, Hal. Welcome back. Uh, This is not how I meant to uh, throw a party for you. Yeah, I thought 
I thought you usually were bitter about not getting caught. Also, murder? I mean, I I guide souls. That's it. I Whether they define it as murder or not, that is I'm, up I'm, to them. I'm just saying it's a, a bit of a, a bit of a step up from stealing alcohol to murdering people. It's, um, is that, you know, I mean, they always say alcohol is a gateway drug, but <laughs> this is, uh, this is, this is a bit much. Um, again, I, I don't define this as murder. I'm just helping a soul go to where it needs to be. It's, you know, we steal spirits. I steal spirits. Well, that makes sense. Actually, I could see that. You're not putting any of them in our mini bar, are you? Um, no, no. I wouldn't just leave that lying out there. Okay. Good. Imagine if you drank one. Yeah, that's exactly my point. I I don't want to accidentally swallow some dude that I wasn't expecting. No, trust me. When I offer for you to drink up a soul, I will tell you what it is. Appreciate it. Have you ever had it? I'm sorry. A human soul. Um, I can't say that I have. I'm kidding. It doesn't taste like anything. <laughs> Humans are very vanilla, aren't they? <laughs> it's more like plain white bread, but what's the plan, Gaspar? How, what are um, what are we gonna do? My legal team tells me that there's a good chance that I will post bail, and I, which I just learned is a thing here, <laughs> where they let me go, and as long as I promise to come back for the trial. Yeah, it's uh. It's nice that they gave you a whole team. Uh, usually you just get one attorney. You've got um, one and some change. <laughs> I believe they both have their specialties. It did seem that way. I was very disarmed by them. I just imagined being on the other side of a legal battlefield with them. You imagine facing that cross-examination. Yeah, I should be out of here as long as nothing goes wrong. Well, let's hope nothing goes wrong then. Um, I'll be honest, I don't actually have that much to contribute in terms of legal advice. I just happened to be at the front of the line and they told me that I had to come in first. Just don't say anything or say anything about our previous shenanigans. Well, the good news is I have no idea what circumstances led you to be here. I just got back and you're in jail and Penny has a golden arm and her room is now a mangrove swamp with a dead Goliath floating in it, who gets up and walks around sometimes. So that's different? (laughs) Trust me, I sleep across the hall. I recognize the smell. (laughs) Hey, but now that you're back, we can finally clean that up. I'm not cleaning that. Um, I heard it was going to be a team effort. But seeing as I'm detained, the team can clean that up. Yeah, Let's not rush to post your bail then yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking a little bit more heroic, at least in my eyes. Not so clean. Usually the uh the clean knight is the one who hasn't even fought a battle. Hal looks looks you dead in the eyes and says Yeah, it's easy to look heroic from this side of the cell, Gaspar. And turns and leaves. The door opens again. Iovos just walks right up to the cell and looks at Gaspar standing there. Is that a disappointed look in your face? Not for the reasons you may think. I know what you are. In a sense, we've discussed things. I'm not surprised. I'm just... 
waiting to help. I think the best way you can help is just by saying nothing to them. Oh, in that, yes. I'm talking about long-term help. This, I can kind of gesture to the jail cell and where you are. This means not as much to me as you may fear. I don't believe that you acting of your own free will without any kind of weight or consequence would ever find yourself in this kind of place. And what I seek is understanding of the hand that guides the string. Good. You see the greater things at play. I'm just trying to do what I usually do and play this cool because I understand this will not be the last time I will have to do this. But I am interested in there being, eventually, a last time you will have to do this in your lifetime. And how are we doing in that front? I need you to let me in more so I can discover the truths. I sense magic when you go off on your own and spend time in your room. A great deal of it. What I am scared of, I have us, or at least cautious about, is that if you are able to see the hand that is so-called pulling these strings, then that means that they can see you in a way you do not want to be seen. That is the magic of reading. I can learn things without having to be present to them. Where can I find information? I don't know. He is in the corner of the rooms. He's in the shadows. And I have a notion that out of everybody here, Penelope is the one who has caught a glimpse of them. Penicos. Oh. She's Penicos now. It would have been nice if she gave me the gift of her new name herself, but it's, it is correct for you to set me straight. So Penicos, yes. But that is our current Penicos. It was Penelope that was felt. I remember. It was a... It started as a hug. I've already learned a lot. Just in this conversation. You've declared someone as him. You've told me that they hide in corners. These are informational facts that I can use. Creatures that hide have a reason to hide. What I'm trying to warn you about is that when he doesn't hide from you is when you are truly in danger. Hmm. I don't know the details of him. If simply by knowing him, he knows you, um, is a theory that I've had. Well then, I don't wish to meet him in real life then. But I have an important question for you, Gaspar. As you function different than anyone else I know. Do you dream? I remember, but I don't dream. And do you remember him? No, I do not. Hmm. If I can find a way to bring you into the place where dreams exist, I will be safe from him, and I can see what you see, and learn the truths you've forgotten. If you can find a way to bring me into your dreams, is that what you're saying? My dreams are everyone's dreams. There is a place where all dreams exist. They have walls between them, but to get from one to the other is possible. That is the place I wish to return, in many ways, and I am strongest there. Okay. 
I'm sorry if what I'm about to do next is going to haunt you. But you are voracious in your appetite for knowledge. So if you wish to read about the hand, the name I know it by is Crom. Crom. That is something. And I do not fear knowledge of any kind. I am here for a reason. And it is a gift to choose what that reason is. But this, this, these bars, these accusations, this is nothing. We will move past this. And we'll work together again. Soon. I just give Gaspar a knowing nod and return to the others. The door opens again. Lee, this is the biggest brig I've ever been in. It's probably one of the cleanest. That's also true. Ain't no rats in here. That's right, Wusha. There are no rats in here. <laughs> if you catch my drift. Oh, he's going to tap on his head. Why does that make me think you have a rat inside you? <laughs> <laughs> Just crawling around. <laughs> Wuxia is walking a little funny, being very careful how he moves his peg leg. But even with that, you can hear a very faint rattle from it that isn't usually there. The sloshing is normal. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, uh, I brought you something what might make the time pass a little better. Okay. Wuxia is going to lean against the bars for support, and lift up his peg leg, and open up a little hinged door in it. <laughs> and oh pull my. out a very salt-crusted bottle of something wet. A uh, lime and a familiar-looking little bottle that's definitely from your mini bar. I saved most of the chunks out the room, <laughs> but I think there are still some in there. I ain't never had you make a drink for me, and I thought we could share one together. Hell, you could even shake it up in this. And I'm going to take my peg leg off entirely and hand all four of those things <laughs> to Gaspar. My God, it's beautiful. <laughs> they never saw it coming. As you extend the objects and he takes them through the bar, they immediately dissolve into sand as they pass through the bars. Okay, they saw it coming. (laughs) (laughs) Walking out of here is going to be hard. (laughs) You should just break a leg off a chair and be like, well, we're doing this again. (laughs) You stand there hopping, realizing that your main means of local motion has just dissolved into nothing. Uh, and you see that there are a couple of chairs along the back wall that look like maybe you could tear off a leg if you really tried. It's going to be like two feet long. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a gate. <laughs> uh, he's he's a Goliath. Gasper, I, uh, I don't mean to cut our little talk short, but I think I got to go get this fixed. Okay, yeah. I, Usha, I truly appreciate this gesture. <laughs> Thanks. Maybe when you're out. Yeah, should be soon. I'm going to go to look at the chair, see if I can tear it off. The angle is weird, and I'm just going to try to use the chair as a crutch. Perfect. Putting my hand on it. <laughs> so you could use the whole chair as a peg leg. I you're probably could. The leg is way too short. I probably could. <laughs> but I'm going to keep just using it as a crutch, holding onto it and placing like it in front walker. of me. And hop. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the door closes and then opens for a final time. Panikos enters the room, standing before the bars and looking at you. It's good to see you're in one piece, Gaspar. Yes, my one incomplete piece. <laughs> uh, it's Panikos now, 
Yes? Yes. Um, I bet it was Ayavos that told you. We were talking about some things, and I referred to you as Penelope. Feel free to call me Pen if you want. I can definitely do that, Pen. Uh, I'm sorry you have to do this. Visit me in jail. I, that's no big deal to me. But I have had many questions for you, Gaspar. And in this place where we know no one is listening, I think it might be the place to ask them. Okay, sure. And I know you like to keep your secrets. So I propose a game. You and I take turns asking each other questions. For each question, we bid a quin. The first person to refuse to answer a question forfeits the game, and the other person takes the winnings. Now, I do hate giving away my secrets, but I do love games. Sure, but I don't think you're ready for this. And I'm not sure we have a lot of time to debate that. So, you're the one who proposed it. You go first. Very well. When you murdered this fae, you said that it was a job. But it was not a quest, was it? We both know that if it was a quest, I wouldn't be here. You're correct. It was a job, not a quest. I've made my assumptions, but you've never really truly stated it. Are you plural or singular? I am still a plural. I did face that choice, and I chose to remain... As I was, loosely. The plural you knew no longer exists, but the plural I am now has taken her place. The dream that Penelope had. I think that it was not a dream at all, but a vision. The hungry voice that bubbles up from the dark. Who does it belong to? First off, you take this dream as prophecy. So perhaps it will come true, especially since you've asked this question. The voice belongs to the one who gave me this job. I've recently told Ayavos, so I might as well share it with you as well. I know them by the name of Krom. At that, shivers run down your spine. You've heard this name. I offer him honey, milk, wheat, and blood. Penikos seems to roll this name around, letting it settle. She seems affected by it. So what exactly happens in this dream? Sorry, this vision. I am lost in a current, battered against the rocks, carried by the river. All of you are along its bank. I reach out, first to Hal, but... He ignores me. Next to Ayavos, he cannot help me. And last, I come before you, and you pull me from the river, only to feed me into the waiting jaws of a monster. I know that it wouldn't be your intent, but this being tasted me once. And I know he might give you my name 
at any point. So my question is this. Can Krom be killed? If you had asked me weeks ago, I would have said no. But in that press conference, seeing what that dagger did to you, perhaps there is a way. I believe our visitation time is running out, so... If I'm to try and win this game, I guess I have to aim for the head. Penicos, if Krom is to give me your name, how would you like to die? Penny's eyes flash green for but a moment. Without answering you, she turns on heel. I hope that one day we will hunt together. And she walks out the door. Gaspar shouts through the closing door. Remember, Penny, you owe me now. Dirk, you have done some stupid things in your life. Truly, bafflingly stupid. Spending three weeks bathing in cola because someone told you that caffeine works better when absorbed through the skin. I had not until nor ever since had such pep in my step. Nor such ants in your hair. A small price to pay for a pert and perky palaver with my perfect pal, Prusty. The time you lost a toe juggling knives on live scry. In my defense, those boots were supposed to be knife-proof. Yes, normal knives. But like every idiot with a new hobby, you went out and bought the -the top-of-the-line equipment before even learning the basics. And needless to say, your mercurial vorpal adamantine juggling knives were more than a match for the enchanted leather of your timber wounds. I miss my Tims. Something about the rough, turgid leather encasing my feet like cow cement gave me a really stomp-centric outlook on life that my balsa wood cloccasins have not been able to match. I can even kind of try to understand adopting a trio of intellect devourers as pets from the back alley pet store in Knox. Look, if they eat intellect and I make them sick with junk food, maybe, just maybe, they'll hork me up a slice. But instead, you spent five days in intensive care after they chewed through the one remaining brain cell you have kicking around in your dome. Hey, in my defense, I still can't remember what my middle name is. I'm not sure that's a defense, but noted. Thank you. But of all the capers and pickles. Making me hungry. Of all the snafus and boo-boos. Making me blush. Signing a contract with a literal devil is by the widest margin possible the stupidest thing you've ever done. Oh yeah? What about that time I injected simple syrup into my veins after watching that intravenous drug PSA? Hmm? Okay, fair. That was the stupidest thing you've ever done. Ha! Got him! <laughs> Jesus, God. So good. Ooh, what a fun setting for conversations <laughs> at prison cell is. Grace. Yeah, no, that's, it's really, it's good because like you're, you're a captive audience mm-hmm. and, and then like. Captive. Well, and specifically <laughs> this entire show, you've been the only character who has been completely evasive, indirect, and where nobody really had the opportunity to learn about you. So this was like the greatest place possible. Just be like, go ahead. Right. And right here in this situation, you're cornered, you're vulnerable. Like you can't, 
deflect with jokes. Yeah. Sober. Gas bar. <laughs> you're, you're in the light. You're in your lane, thriving, moisturized. <laughs> let's hear let's hear some fucking uh highlights, shall we? Uncanny dodge this question from yourself. Uh, can't. I'm restrained. Uh Michael, what's your what's your highlight for this episode? Highlight for this episode. The the doom that came to Penny's room. <laughs> the biblical flood. Yeah. Thank you for liking the worst part of this episode. <laughs> the great deluge. Yeah. The extreme makeover. Does, Angelo? The glow down? <laughs> the glow down. I just call it the sploosh. <laughs> the flow down, I guess? I like the we were so happy about uh, the keg leg being mm-hmm. a thing <laughs> we were hyped up for it and then the joy in Zach's eyes when he turned it all to dust <laughs> that was exactly. very DM it was, yeah, yeah it was like that. and it was like it all it all makes sense like you wouldn't be able to smuggle no one would let you pass things well, into exactly a I even foreshadowed it by being like there's clearly a spell on these bars yeah. but you don't know what it is yeah <laughs> I was excited to find out I thought I, I, an alarm was going to go off but no just just pillar of salt the... <laughs> it was that kind of happiness because I was like it's written down somewhere. This is what happens. Like, it's like, there's no doubt, no, no skip beat. It was just, and it's dust. I'm just trying to picture the flavor of like drinking something out of his peg leg. It's going to taste like a bucket of band-aids. Like, Musty. Yeah. Oh. Musty. Bucket of band-aids is a, is a flavor that I never needed to imagine in my entire life. I keep having to double check that I'm not gently like towing Law's leg. <laughs> Like, there's like a chair leg right or a table leg right here and I keep like poking it and I'm like oh shit is that a lot no no it's not I'm it sure it was once I'm sure he would have told me <laughs> I yeah. keep, I'm in the same position I keep I think I keep playing footsie with fucking Angelo and Dana no what about you Angelo you're not Angelo what I can be you, Angelo what's your, I'm Angelo what's your highlight my highlight is Fucking Thaddeus, my Thaddeus. boy Thaddeus. <laughs> I was so like, oh, so we, we workshopped that lawyer because I didn't really have oh, one planned. Dude. I'm gonna be just totally frank with you there. But the best part was I asked Law to do Thaddeus. I was Thaddeus. I think I, I, several people had the same idea: of, of make Law the dumb head <laughs> with full permission to just interrupt Zach mid sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I had to take my fucking mask out of my pocket and cover my face up to not chortle constantly and just make endless fucking noise in the mic yeah <sighs> so thanks for that law welcome <laughs> dana god that performance was what made me like almost break professionalism <laughs> a couple of times this recording oh it's so hard it's so hard y'all just picked the best moments i mm-hmm. I, I i do like all the different conversations in the jail cell like as a setting i i I like the setting of the jail cell. Um, that's my favorite element in this episode. Mm. I really liked Hal's oath um, oh, in the Hall of Legends. But the thing that I might, I mean, well, you know, Michael did a fantastic job delivering it. One of my favorite things was that was another thing that we workshopped yes. at the table. I just like workshopping stuff at the table. It makes me feel good. We get some good shit from workshopping. For me... Obviously, there are some specific, very killer lines that came out here, but I do have to give maximum credit for Michael for uh, it's good. It's easy to look like a hero from this side of the bar. So. Oh yeah, that was a that singer. Was a, that was killer. also Angelo for if when I kill you, how do you want to die? Like, that that's oh very fuck, that fucked me up big. <laughs> well, this has been a fucking fantastically fun and very easy episode for me. Uh, just giving a little I had to do. You guys know the drill. Please check out, you know, the LUQ.com for all of our information. We're doing some really exciting shit. I believe by the time this episode airs, we will be just having started Undermile, 
Mm, uh, our new Twitch show. I mean, you've probably heard about it in the mid-roll. I don't want to belabor it here, but definitely check out our Twitch channel if you haven't already. And I also want to thank Michael for coming back to us after his prolonged like paternal leave. Paternal Baby, leave? Babycation? Yes. <laughs> and the thing is, you know, we intended to only give you like two months and then it ended up being like four and... Yikes. It was a decent chunk of time. It was several recordings. But yeah, I think I think uh, MVP this episode, I would like to award to my wife for delivering a happy, healthy second child uh, to our family. Here, here. Hell yeah. Yes. Which is too. which is no small feat. Excellent. Although uh, the baby does have small feet. I was going to say, that's yes. two small feet. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all again for listening. This was absolutely delightful. The rest of this chapter is going to be real fucking buck wild uh, with some good character moments and a lot of decompression. So get ready for that. But until next time, we wish you luck. <laughs>